jazz hands. Let's see the jazz hands, Trey. Come on with the jazz hands. There you go, Clovertech doing jazz hands. Trey from Aries Firearms Training doing jazz hands. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Um, hopefully not the NRA branded uh, made in China big girl panties. Actually, they don't They don't have big girl panties. Okay? They don't. Uh you know, we're going to talk about that. This is episode 289 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. We're going to talk about the NRA screwed us and now they're imploding. Do we even give a crap about what's happening to them that they're all falling apart over there? That plus we've got Clovertack. Look, there he goes. Boom. Clovertack is in the building. And of course, we've got Trey from Aries Firearms in the building. There you go. Uh, hanging out with the with the fish tank and you guys are here as well so please smash the thumbs you know share the videos all that kind of good stuff um i'll try to i'll try to go through here and and shout people out in a second but have you guys heard this news from the nra clover have you heard about this the talking about the nra tv thing yeah no this first time i've heard this not surprising but yeah well, OK. I, I mean, and I haven't told people about this either. So NRA TV apparently has a bunch of layoffs going on right now. Let me see if I could share this in the chat just for you folks out there to see. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot of other stuff going on with NRA. So I'm sure you've heard about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, any opinions on that? Uh, you reap what you sow, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. That sounds, that sounds pretty calm. Listen, this, I don't know, man. Uh, there's so many things to be mad at the NRA about right now. Uh, Trey, are you following up on all this stuff? Can't hear you at all. Trey, is he muted? Okay. Trey must be muted. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up. Turn it. Yeah. Muted Trey. You're muted somehow. And I definitely didn't mute you. So, okay, now, okay, hit it again. Okay, so if your audio is not working, Trey, your microphone's not plugged in, or something's going on over there. All right, we'll let we'll let Trey sort that out. <laughs> um, lots of stuff going on with the NRA. In my opinion, the big thing the big thing that's hitting is um, that tr- the Trump administration is going to announce their bump stock ban. And that was called for, asked for by the NRA, right? Yeah. You know, they opened the door for him to do that. Uh, it's been going on for a while. We, I think we started hearing about it again yesterday. It's pretty like yesterday I was pretty uh, like really thrown off by it, even though obviously we all kind of expected this to happen. But then when it when it was like news yesterday, it kind of threw me off. Now I'm just mad. Yeah, because we made it through the elections, right? So... Yeah, isn't that what they promised us? Oh, midterms, we'll do all that stuff that we promised you guys that made you vote for us. You know, so it's gonna be interesting. Going to be interesting to see what the language, you know, what's going on, that sort of thing with it before we get too crazy. Um, I don't like anything going on with it. To me, it doesn't matter with the language. So I know, I know what you're saying. Like the language may only be specifically to bump stocks. I think that's nonsense. I don't think that's right. Um, and they looked at bump stocks twice. So I think that if they're now able to, to reverse stuff that they've looked at before, that's going to set a really bad precedence and they can reverse anything. Well, and remember something else. Remember that this is being done at an executive level 
and we do we do have the Supreme Court. I don't know if you've been watching anything that's been going on there lately, but it's pretty pretty impressive to see some of the stuff that the Supreme Court's taking on and some of their amicus briefs and other things they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you've seen good things from the Supreme Court? Um, yeah, I mean they're the the biggest one. I don't know if you've seen it with Apple and the the guys that were suing Apple over the App Store. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it was it was it, it was pretty good. The uh, you know they're back. Basically, they're back in capitalism, right? Which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you think that that affects us being in a Second Amendment community? Because I, I think the uh, Supreme Court's been ignoring us. I don't think they've been ignoring us. I just don't think they've had. Well, take that back. Prior to prior to Gorsuch getting on the court, yeah, they pretty much ignored the ignored the cases. But you know, most people have to understand that there's a there's a process involved that gets things to the Supreme Court. And as we, that's the beauty of people wanted to talk about, well, it wasn't a blue wave, but Democrats won the House. Well, here's the thing. We, we not only kept, but we, like I'm a part of these yahoos, um, the Republicans not only kept, but they, they added to the, the Senate. So for uh, the next couple of years anyway, we pretty much appoint any judge up and down the pipeline that we want. And I'm saying we again. God, I got to quit doing that. Um, and, unless I plan on running for, for office or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so up and down the pipeline is where it matters because that's what puts the things in play to get to get it or not get it to the Supreme Court, right, okay. is, is mm-hmm. a consistency. If, if you've got, uh, got ones down there that disagree, then that's where the issue is. So we need, you know, another court to disagree and then they get kicked up and then the Supreme Court at this point, I think, hear it because we've got, We've definitely got a conservative leaning, a pro-second leaning, a capitalistic leaning court right now. It's nice. You think so? Okay. I'm not. I'm not sure that I agree with that when it comes to Second Amendment stuff. Um, and I know that. Okay, they've they've got the Senate, but they still have to negotiate things with Congress. So it's that's going to make it a little complicated. And of course, obviously, from it's from what good. we're seeing from Trump, Trump wants to put in gun control. I think he wants Trump is weird. You can't count on Trump for anything. I think he wants to do whatever's popular at the time, according to whoever's telling them that's popular. Um, and I think we knew that going in with Trump. Uh, at least if you didn't, uh, I don't know. Maybe if you had your, your head in the sand, you knew that. I mean, he was definitely the better of the two options, I think. But because mm-hmm. uh, at least we had a chance with Trump, right? Um, and we know we we wouldn't have had that with with Clinton, but. Right. Depending on who he's sitting in front of at, at any given time, and he's gonna he's gonna cater to that person and want to make that person happy or yeah. you know, whatever, make look good in that person's eyes, I guess. And so the the thing with Congress, yes, I mean the the House comes into no play really when it when it when you deal with with federal level judges, but there's there's gonna be gridlock. Get ready. I don't see I don't see any gun control for two years. But I don't see any any pro movement either as far Why as do you, so what makes you, right. So you're saying you don't see any gun control going into effect in the next we two think, years? Uh, well, I think we make gun control out to be a much bigger issue federally than what it actually is. Uh, I think I think the immigration issue takes precedent nationally. 
much more than much more than the Second Amendment uh, issue. And there's there's several other ones, I believe, too. In and terms of polling, believe, in terms of polling, people are looking at that more. Yeah. But then then who are the politicians going to cater to? They're going to cater to regardless of whether the polls, the polls are seldom or polls correct. It seems like, but the politicians still, they seem to cater to those polls. So they're going to, they're going to be working on that stuff. I'm not going to say bills aren't going to come out. I'm not going to say that. And I say come out, they've got, make no mistake. The, the Congress has got bills for many, many years that have sat in drawers, just waiting for the opportunity to come out and they mm-hmm. bring them out. They dust them off. They change a little bit of language and, Oh, so-and-so wrote a new bill in the last two days. No, they didn't. They were prepared for this a decade ago. Um, so don't think that they're not going to come out, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And sadly, that that's, it's going to be more than that is what I'm getting at. I don't think that you're going to have an issue to where even potentially good things are going to get through. I think I think we're looking at gridlock. I mean, major gridlock when you're talking budgets and um, you know spending and being able to pay whatever federal employees, uh, especially the military and stuff like that. Um, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough couple of years. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I would agree with everything that you're saying. So we could, we could probably start there. I think there's a, yeah, we can hear you. What, what, what's up, Trey? Um, I think there's a lot of things to unpack um, inside of all of that. So I know I'm seeing where people are coming down on immigration and I'm not saying to me that that's unimportant. I think it is important, but that's a kind of a situation that there's people in America that are in charge of that. OK, there's there's people if you can either decide that we have borders or we don't have borders and you could decide to let people go over those borders. I think that's a completely separate issue from the Second Amendment. I think I would agree with you that a lot of people in America don't really care about the Second Amendment that much. They're not looking at it. There's a lot of people, including gun people, that don't think a bump stock ban is a big deal, especially if it's specifically um, only geared towards uh, what, you know, what technically a bump stock is. There's people that think that doesn't mean anything. Um, I I don't believe that we're going to get gridlock when it comes to the Second Amendment. I think that's a very easy thing for those guys to negotiate. And there may be gridlock in other things. But when it comes to that, they're going to go, oh, well, let's just do this because we could we could see a way of agreeing on this and giving room on this is going to give us a political and media victories. That's exactly what I'm talking about is exactly what happened here in Florida. You had Florida's run by Republicans and Republicans put gun control in effect in Florida. So how did that happen? And to believe that even though we've got like a majority in, in um, you know, in the Senate, that those same people, including the governor of Florida that went on to become a senator, are going to go, no, we're not, we we're not going to mess with the Second Amendment or do any gun control stuff. I just don't think that's true. And I think that they also see that people really aren't fired up about that like they were before. So, you know, are you having some, it looks like you're blurring over there, man. What's going on? With yeah, you? they keep saying out there I'm blurry. And I don't know if that's my internet or. Okay. Uh, I like when you're blurry. Yeah, it's a lot better for those looking Looks at me. Ten times more handsome. Is that right. what you, yeah, right. I like it when it zooms in on your beard. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a superhero. They call there me the blur. Go. The blur. <laughs> what do you think about all this, Trey? I don't know if you're um, listening to our conversation. I cut in at immigration. 
Um, but then I got more into Second Amendment. I mean, I'm involved with a lot of Second Amendment people, but I also have friends that are not two A. And uh, you know, my I, I my one friend, he has machine guns and guns and silencers, and he's like, "Oh, they'll never take it. They'll never get rid of the Second Amendment." I said, "Well, yeah, but they can restrict a lot of things like ammunition or bump stocks, things like that." I mean, so it does say "shall not infringe." It doesn't say "kind of infringe" or partially infringe. I mean, you know, I saw a thing with, I, I never, I always forget the, the uh, I, he's either the New York mayor or New York governor, but he was talking about 10 round mags. No one needs 10 round mags for hunting. No one needs 10. Everybody's clapping. That's mm-hmm. not why we have 10 round mags. Uh, there is a four round capacity for hunting. The high capacity is for guys like you who are trying to take our guns so we can protect ourselves, our families, you know, our freedoms, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, we're a unique country in the world, and and it's not because we're unique because we let in a bunch of uh, immigrants or anything like that. We're unique because we have the capability to protect ourselves and to keep the government from influencing our lives. And I think that's a very important thing. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to respond to that at all, Clover. Uh, I'm not blurry anymore, but yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that. that's, yeah. I mean, I hear what he's saying. I think, listen, I agree with you, right? Says shall not be infringed. Well, um, I don't know if you've been looking at what's going on lately. There's been a hell of a lot of infringement. Oh, yeah. So, like, we could say things, but saying things doesn't guarantee something. I don't think you need, I don't think you need the piece of paper in the first place. I think you're born with the right to defend yourself. Everyone around the world should have the ability to defend themselves. Okay, against people that want to take things from them, whether it's the government or just a guy in the street that wants to take what you've worked really hard for. The thing about it is that um, we 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 do need the Second Amendment. We need laws to enforce that. And then we need to keep fighting for those things, because very slowly they will be eroded. And especially when those things go slowly over time, people don't even realize that they have those rights. And when they turn around, it's like, oh, I, there was this myth that there was something called the Second Amendment and we could do things They're like I remember I back when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just funny. Like I saw one thing where this guy was in, I don't remember, Massachusetts, Connecticut, whatever. And he was cutting his AR-15 half because I don't want anybody to get hurt with my AR-15. Mm-hmm. OK, are you going to shoot somebody? I mean, the gun is an inanimate object. You can mm-hmm. run somebody over with a car, too. Are you going to chop your car in half? You stab somebody to death with a kitchen knife. You're gonna you're gonna just melt all your kitchen knives. I mean, this is the idiocracy of that side, though. I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievable how <laughs> how idiotic it is. It's your the masses, you the masses are easy to program. That the problem with that is that the masses are easy to program. Yes, they're easy to program. I think he was triggered by the school shooting, and yes. he thinks that somehow cutting one AR-15 in half is going to do something. Well. Like you said, man, there's so many things that you can use, including your hands, yeah. to kill people. Lots of people are beaten to death with hammers. I think way more than a, than than guns. You know, between hammers, knives, uh, choke to death, poisoned, all the different things that we have. Things that happen in car accidents. Um, let's not even talk about abortions, my friend. That's oh, yeah, a whole don't, yeah, don't other. Get me started on abortions. How the yeah. kids that are killed by abortions. Absolutely, that's a whole other thing that we can get into. And if these people really care about children then why wouldn't they make abortions illegal? Why wouldn't there be something called abortion control? 
it doesn't fit their narrative. No. So I think, yes, absolutely. That happens to people. I think a lot of people fall into that category of just seeing that stuff. And that's why these guys are getting away with it. And that's why we depend on organizations, um, you know, the NRA, for example, to we give them money, we support them. Right. Not just like with our memberships, when they need money, when we see things going on, we give them money, we support them. They're supposed to go out there and fight these things and stand up and keep on top of all of this. And then when we're needed, say, hey, guys, you got to get in touch with these guys and and make this kind of stuff happen. But what they've been doing over the years is just taking the money, you know, just looting the coffers. Here's the thing, Hank. That's your your. I, I get you, brother. I feel you. But that's an illusion. If you if you are working off of the premise that the NRA at some point put the Second Amendment or our rights over over the money and the connections within politics, then you've got a very jaded perception of the NRA. Because yeah. the NRA, long before Christian Guest out there in the chat was talking about, well, they've been, you know, they've been infringing on the Second Amendment since 1934. No, sir. They've been infringing on the Second Amendment long before 1934. And yeah, the that's NRA, correct. Even before the NRA was the NRA, the NRA was infringing on the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. It's And when they, they did that ILA split, that's when it got bad because yeah. you had the foundational arm of the NRA that educates the populace on these are tools. These are not these are gun not, safety. That's what the NRA was originally founded. Based inanimate on. objects like anything else. They're sport. They can be sporting equipment. They can be, you know, hunting equipment, whatever it might be. Right. It's not just a, you know, self-defense type thing and broaden people's minds you know, we want to we want to talk. We pigeonhole ourselves a lot of times into talking about defense and self defense and everything else. Okay, I'm not the biggest trainer. I don't go out and seek out trainings and roll around on the ground and act all tactical. Like care less. I'm more of a competition based guy. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that? That's great. Okay. Uh, you have to broaden people's perspective on the use of firearms. It's a multifaceted thing that can be used for for various things, right? And the NRA used to do that. They used to say, hey, this is just like a baseball bat or what is anything else, right? Um, they when they made that split, then it got to where the 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 right arm in a sense became stronger than the left arm because yes. the right arm was able to whip everybody up and make all the money. Yeah. Right? At that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at no point have they ever been they were they were stripping the first uh the first reverse of constitutional carry amongst it was six or seven states. I can't remember now back in and, and Trey may know or somebody out there in the chat, but it was back in the early 1900s that was pushed by the predecessor basically of you know, what we know is the NFA now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I, I agree with you. And I think you've been looking at this longer than I have. Right. Um, obviously, you know, obviously I know as long as I've been looking at it, I've never operated under the premise that the NRA or politicians, Republicans or conservatives or people who tell me that they believe in the Second Amendment are, are on my side. I've never operated like that. I've tried to I've tried to talk to those people, learn from them, work with them. Um, I've tried to give them a chance. I've tried to support them and all that kind of stuff. What I found out every single time is those people are actually working against me. When uh, when I first got into doing to making YouTube videos and I went to SHOT Show, I think that's about six years ago at this point. Um, 
I, I t- I've told people this story before. We went to SHOT Show. There was this big meeting at SHOT Show and um, I didn't go to it. There was one of these writers because at that time the magazine writers were big, right? So there was this magazine writer and he went to it and I asked him, I said, what, what was this big meeting about? And he said, oh, it's about you guys, you YouTube guys. And I said, well, uh, what about us? And it was a meeting with, with all these writers and the NRA and the SHOT Show people. And he said, the NRA is trying to figure out how to control you guys. They want to figure out what to do about you. You know, uh, I can hear that in the background. Do the, you know, do the right effing I can't thing. hear nothing. That's how you control do, us. Do do what's right. Protect the Second Amendment. It's that simple. Yeah, what Yeah. What do they need to control? Are you listening? The NRA is going to follow us. Grab you by the ears and I'm going to shake you, NRA. Are you listening to us creators out here? Just protect the Second Amendment. That's that's all you have to do. And we're, yeah. in your, in your, we're like putty in your hands at that point. Just That's all you have to do. It's that simple. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Now, shortly after that, Shortly after that, it, it, um, I don't know, someone will have to tell me if the NRA TV existed before that, because I think shortly after that is when they put that whole thing together, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then all of a sudden you had a bunch of like really cool gun guys, but they were working with the NRA and, you know, that that whole thing is unfolded. Everyone could look at that. I'm not trying to knock any of those people. I don't blame them for doing anything that they're doing. What I've always seen is that the NRA went about figuring out how to control the message. And I've seen that I've, I've seen that continuously from them. When you were talking about the elections when we started this um, in the election, they just picked Trump. So you said, well, we had to pick between Hillary and Trump. And the thing that happened is they chose Trump. They, it, there were other people in the field. They, they were like, no, this is the guy. We're going to go for this guy. And then a lot of people got behind that. OK, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the guy who's going to fight for the guns and all that kind of stuff. I'm not really sure what that was all about. I, I'm not sure how they I figured that bought, one out. I never bought into Trump was going to fight for the guns. Uh, first of all, I never, but yeah, you know, I never bought into that either. But I didn't think he was going to go after us either. Different strokes for different folks. Right. Yeah. Um, I think he appeals to the FUDs. I think he appeals to the FUDs within the NRA. But let's be intellectually honest here about that. Do you think anybody else had a prayer of beating Hillary? Um, I think, listen, I'm not going to knock what Trump did. I'm not going to knock it. I get it. I, I fully understand what he did. I'm a New Yorker myself. I understand what he did. You know, it's almost like one of those movies out there, Brewster's Millions or whatever. You know, he just said, fuck it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do me. And then when he got elected, I was there. I was watching. I voted for him. I'm not fretting about anything. Right. I voted for him and I watched his face. He was like, what? (laughs) Did these people actually elect me? I think we had a perfect storm. I think he went out there. He said what he had to say. There were people out there that wanted kind of like the anarchy thing. I think if. At the, same was, t- at the same time, hold on one second, Trey. I'm going to let you get I just want to get this out. I think at the same time, no one wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton. No one. There's lots of diehard uh, liberals that were like, we don't want to fucking vote for her no matter what. So I'm sorry, Trey. Go ahead. No, no I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're correct. My uh, liberal friends were telling me, what do you think about Hillary? When this is when they were dealing with Hillary and... Not Sanders. I'm tired. Uh, Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And they go, I don't think we can vote for Hillary. She's so dirty. And I said, well, Hillary's very dirty because I talked about some other things. But we saw what they did to Sanders, though. I'm not saying 
we saw that they they basically like put Sanders campaign to an end that yeah. he should have been the guy that went up on that end. Pretty much. But, and the kind of a reverse thing happened with with Trump, I think. I think that the Republican Party either wanted to lose. OK, and have an excuse of why they will, because I don't think there's a difference really between the Republican or the Democratic Party, in my personal opinion. But I think they either wanted to lose or they did not want Trump to be the nominee. And when he became the nominee, they did not want to support him, which made some of us support him even more. We're like, oh, if the Republicans hate him, you know, but yeah, I can yeah. I can yeah. tell they didn't actually support him in what he did. They're not supporting him in the White House now. That's where a lot of this stuff is coming from. He's an anomaly. Think about it. we have a non-political based person that is running our country. Uh, what I think is, I think that the Republicans and Democrats got together a long time ago and they run this country. Yeah, I agree with that. OK. And they just give us the illusion that, oh, there's a difference between the red pill or the blue pill. Nope, I agree with that. You know, and, and I think that's I think that's unfortunately what we're dealing with here. You know, when when we're going up against all this stuff that these guys really don't care. It doesn't matter. And I think when it comes to the NRA, all the things that we're seeing, if you read that article, uh, what's it? Layoffs hit NRA TV after gun rights group loses fifty five million dollars in revenue. Um, there's been other stories over the last couple of days of the big executives over there uh, mismanaging, misusing the money, still balling out, flying around in private jets and limos and stuff like that. Um, and and then obviously they've lost our support. Obviously, I'm not going to deny the fact that there's activists, uh, governors and, and companies and all that trying to choke them off at the same time. They, it might have been easier for them if if we didn't realize what they're up to. Or if we didn't start waking up and going, wow, these guys are just like you said, Clover, they might have been doing this all the time. But what they've been doing lately has been very blatant. Well, everybody up until up until the split of the at least up until the split of, with the NRA and the ILA, um, the that's what that's what I was getting at. The good done by the NRA as far as the training and the certification process, yes. the awareness and the advocacy, not the fighting legislation, paying yes. politicians and lining their pocket aspect of things, the actual on the ground stuff that changes society, that improves society uh, and does everything from a ground up level. The NRA was great at that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so Lola actually, Right. The focus went into politics. Right. It's not about all of that anymore. And that's the problem. Um, Lola wanted us to def like uh, make the definition. What's the difference between the NRA and the ILA? Okay. So the NRA, well, you, you hear NRA. So what you have is a train. You have two divisions of the NRA. You have, and they're literally in the building separate. They're actually on two different floors. You have the training department, which trains, educates, does all their training stuff. Uh, they help people with questions about guns, et cetera, et cetera. They are the training division. Then the ILA is actually the political arm of the NRA. They go after uh, the lawsuits. Uh, hey, you know, this politician's got an A plus or negative or whatever. That's the ILA. They're actually two different, completely separated divisions. And I don't even think they actually intermix at all. They're all I, when I went through training council, they're literally on two separate floors in the building. Okay. Um, I know that was a Freudian slip, but I kind of like it. You said pillow, pillow tissue. 
<laughs> that's a southern that's a southern that's a southern jubers <laughs> yeah um that and let me shout out that guy's wife and all the other i know i'm supposed to shout out the the uh folks out there and i, I kind of missed that because we jumped in so my bad on that one but shout out to that guy's wife and and all the ladies are out there and the dudes as well shout out to the dudes too if you guys need like a specific shout out let us know that's why there's like 15 thumbs down right now. You didn't shout it right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably, probably it did. Okay, so do you agree with that um, definition there, Clover? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it, yeah it, be, that's and Clover's right. Originally, NRA was okay. So what happened is we had a lot of back in the day, and I forgot the exact date because I haven't been tracking it for a while. But you had a lot of gun accidents, and there was no standard for handling a gun. No one, everybody just had. I got a gun. I got a gun. Then Ari came in and said, hey, we're going to redesign these rules. Finger off the trigger, firearm point in safe direction, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. it actually curved gun uh, accidents. I, I don't ever call them. They're negligent discharge. I don't call them accidental discharge because you pulled the trigger. It went off. It just didn't go off the way you wanted. They were a massive uh, change for that. Now, I don't disagree with you guys when you're talking about the ILA. I don't have as much to do with that version as I do with the training. But, I mean, I hate to say it, like the, it's almost like being a part of the reunions. The unions are massive, and they can come in and say, all right, GM or whoever they're dealing with, we're this big union, and we need changes to this. We need changes to that. They are very similar to that in nature, but they don't always – they kind of follow their own – what happened with the union. They just started doing whatever they wanted to. We do need representation. We cannot be individuals going, hey, we're going to attack the government. I don't have enough money. But I do with five million other people have enough money to, to as an extension of my arm through the NRA or Guns of America. I'm in all these organizations, all of them. I go on and, and I pay my dues every year. I'm a part of all these different Guns of America. I love Guns of America. Mm-hmm. Why not? The guy right. that was Sorry, doing the Cyrus three always donated to him. We need to we need to band together and support each other. Right. That's why I tell people don't talk bad about each other because we got enough enemies. We don't need more. We need less. So, um, go ahead, Penny. Let, so here's um, Cyrus 308 says the Second Amendment Foundation is uh, where you want your dollars going. Um, I agree with the GOA as well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This this is not, in my opinion, about talking bad. This is about we are in a brave new world. OK, this is a different world that we're living in today from the one that all, everyone here on this panel and most people out there were born into. We're living in a different world today. That's why I went back to that story about what happened when I first went to SHOT Show and they were having this meeting to figure out how to control us. We're all living this. Clover right now, um, are you, you're not, you said you're not able to broadcast on YouTube, right? Yeah, I'm still on, on timeout. Yeah. Yeah. And so look at the situation that we're looking at. Here we are all these years later. You know, YouTube is doing, they're just making up rules and doing whatever they want to do to us about whatever they want, right? And and limiting what we're doing. And these guys then had the opportunity and every year after that and every day after that, not just the NRA, lots of big companies and all that in this whole industry, okay? Have the opportunity to, to uh, do something about this and everyone's sitting on the fence. What the NRA did was just make up their own thing. So one of the news things here um, is this NRA TV thing. There's been NRA has been the news now for I think actually a couple of weeks, but 
and, and actually uh, more, more than that for a few months. Right. But this is the thing. This is where this is where it gets choked off. When our voices get closed out, that's where we all lose. But none of these places have done anything about it. They never said, you know what? This is crazy. How come uh, all these guys can't say what they have to say? They are on YouTube. YouTube doesn't mess with them. They give YouTube advertising money. They're able to advertise. They have NRA TV. They have these people who speak for them. They're able to control that. That's what they want. They, they have no interest in us and us being able to say what we want about uh, politics, guns and all that kind of stuff. They don't care if we disappear tomorrow. I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. When they were when YouTube was deleting people's channels and all that, there were people trying to talk to the NRA and get them to do something. It was all bullshit. And in the end, what they do, maybe they meet with the big YouTubers and they go, OK, what can we do for you guys? <laughs> You know, because their whole mission is yeah. to get everyone under control. You get another. Oh, yeah. and this get is what, yeah. Go ahead, Clover Tech. I yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they they just they talk to them and do what they got to do to try to get another membership or another yeah. million memberships or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. But remember, it is a business too. I mean, you know, we have to. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on it, but I do have to say that they fall behind really fast. I don't know why. Because I'd been complaining about they have no concealed carry classes, zero. They just finally got one a year ago. And I've been whining about that for years. Like you guys could do a, a partial concealed weapons class, and then the person could come in and do the rest of the state law. You can make a little bit of money on it, help people out. They get materials, all the things they yeah. need to do. Uh, Trey, sure. I, I disagree with you on them being a business. I'm not well, sure. No, no. That, um, I mean, part of the falling behind. Part, and you're talking yeah. about you're talking about the NRA arm, correct? Yeah. Part of the falling behind is if you go back and you look at their numbers. It's obvious, and I'm not surprised by mismanagement of funds and other things with executives. And here's why: you go back and you look at that split, and you look at uh, the NRA arm since then. It's it's almost as if money has been perpetually siphoned from that arm. So. They, I don't think the funding is there like it used to be to do what they used to do. When's the last time anybody out there seen Eddie Eagle anywhere at any event? I do Eddie Eagle, and I've seen one at Target in our in our area. Really? Yeah. Right. Who who does that? What's who that? Organizes, who organizes that? Do you know? My wife does, and my friend, she did the one at the Target here locally. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. I'm but I didn't know anything about it until we started doing research to find out about it. Well, I'm talking, but you you guys did that event, correct? Uh, one was us, and another one was actually at a Target, and they did the Eddie Eagle there. They actually had Eddie Eagle come out. Okay, okay. So they did. They did. You reached out to them, and they said, yeah, "I think they've been trying." No, no, to they remember. did it on their own. I did not talk to them. I just saw it. And I'm like, "Oh, y'all are doing Eddie Eagle. How sweet is that?" But you're absolutely right. Where's Boy Scouts of America? Where are they doing all this other stuff? They become more political, and you know, I mean, I hate to say it, fear drives the machine. I mean, we're yeah. well, both sides of the machine. That's why I'm saying I don't think they're they're not a business. They're not registered as a business. They're not, you know, I'm not saying they're not they're not in it for the money. Hell's yeah, they're in it for the money. Well, and I, I get that's that. That's what I was going at there, Hank. Yeah, that money's money. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and I'm not knocking that. We all need money, but yeah. you know, they're they're not really there to solve any problems, just like politicians. Other than other than equity, you know, financial firms or businesses, five hundred one Cs are the are the most money making machines out there. 
Hey, I was a 501c. <laughs> so, yes, so, um, so, okay, Lola's telling me that I, I skipped over this, so I want to give you a chance because I know that since you're not able to go live, Clover, um, not, like, not everyone out there in the world knows exactly what happened. So tell us what happened to you with YouTube. Well, I did. Uh, we were doing four live streams a week, second only to uh, the, the fabulous Tank Strange with his five nights a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat I, maybe I made a phone call. No, I didn't. But no, we were doing we were doing four a week, and each one was you know individually had a theme about it, what have you. The Thursday night show was after hours. It was what we called the nerd chat. So we got on there, brought other creators in, brought people in from the blogging world, from you know Instagram, whatever it might be. A lot of times, and we talked about the tech. We talked about the tech. We talked about the policies that we need to follow. How to better beat the algorithms and work with uh, search engine optimization and just all kinds of nerdy stuff that uh, I know people out there probably don't care about the specifics. Anyway, very important. The backbone though. We did, we did a, it was a very popular show, at least amongst the creators in the circle there. Uh, anyway, got a strike on one of those. That was a show talking about how to sign up for a podcasting host to convert your show over to podcast. And you actually use a feature it was called a bulk upload feature that they offered on the service that I use where you could take those, upload them all at once, and then schedule them out. And you didn't have to worry about, you know, every time you did a show, you could like set, go like a month behind and, and set everything up. So that was what the, the show and the, and the talk. So it was 100% not about guns. It had nothing to do other than we Crazy. were all gun content creators yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so yeah i'm not going to say that something about guns didn't come up during that whole conversation something but uh no i mean it was about the facilitation of a podcast essentially mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, got a strike on it not not immediately it's not like we went, went live and went off air it was a couple of months old or something like that and then just out of the blue all of a sudden bam get an email it's got a strike um and appealed it uh, well, actually, I waited for the proper emails. It's always important to not act in haste with, with YouTube. And I got the email, and it said it's been pulled. It was illegal activity. I mm -hmm. said, well, crap. Okay, I had some links. I had some other things. Well, here's the beautiful thing about putting your stuff over on uh, GunStreamer. Go GunStreamer, by the Hells way. Hells, yeah. Shout uh, out to GunStreamer. You suck all that over the GunStreamer. Well, all your video's there. All your stuff is there. The description's there. The tags are there. It pulls everything over, right? So I can go into research mode. It's like, okay, they're accusing me of illegal activity. Let me go over to GunStreamer, pull that video up, look at the metadata, look at the tags, and figure out if I did something wrong. So I go over there. I look at the links and the other things. It's all for buying software and buying the package for the, the podcast hosting. There's nothing in there. I kind of scan through the, the video a little bit. Nothing there. I think there's some guys even out in their chat. I think Richard Hughes and some of the other ones that we even went over there and took a look because they was curious. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Really couldn't figure out anything. So at that point, I appealed. And I hate the appeal process. It sucks. Uh, first of all, I'm not convinced that human eyes get laid on that thing or human ears get laid on that. I'm not real sure it doesn't go through another AI algorithmic process. But anyway, with the appeal process, if you've ever been through that, they literally give you a box to comment or describe or whatever your, your reasoning for the appeal. That's like a Twitter post. It's short. It's ridiculous. If I want to write three pages fully explaining the context of the video, what all was went on, why this was this way and that, why not give me that opportunity? Um, but anyway, did the best I could, build that out, send it in, and then they denied it.
Well, what was interesting is when I would go in and look at my video, um, it would just say this video has been deleted. When other viewers would go in that had the link to that video, be mm -hmm. it going into old notifications, off an email, whatever, it said this video has been removed uh, for participating in deceptive, deceptive practices, scamming or spamming. So basically, they were accusing me of being a criminal, mm -hmm. which is a little bit on the side of defamation of character, I would say. Um, and what was odd about that is I could log out of my CloverTag account and I would see it. I would see that message. But okay. when I went back into mine, it just said this video has been deleted. Yeah, so they so were I'm, showing so they were right. showing up. They were talking behind my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like someone reported it and reported it under that category and maybe enough people, maybe one of these roving groups of people trolling around doing stuff reported it. That's what it got tagged under. Um, and it's possible how they validated that when someone actually, I don't know how long's the podcast. Uh, it's an hour. It usually run about yeah. an hour. I don't know if someone actually listened to it all. Maybe if they skim through there themselves and like, Oh, he's talking about how to bulk upload this. Okay. That's spammy. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to excuse it at all, man. I think that it's totally ridiculous, in, in my opinion. By the way, I personally believe in going to DEFCON 1 with YouTube immediately. That's my philosophy. I don't I don't try to be nice about anything when anything goes down. Go to DEFCON 1. You know, that's what you got to <laughs> do. Look at these guys. They're trying to kill me right here. Well, the interesting <laughs> that's what, thing. That's how you need to do that. The interesting thing about it, Hank, is that I've always preached diversity. I've talked about it even when I've come on here before. Mm -hmm. And even though I've done that, I was so used to YouTube because it's so easy and it's what we know. And I spent so much time learning things with YouTube that I didn't realize until I was kind of forced out of it. Um, I didn't realize how dependent upon it I was. And mm -hmm. it's sort it's sort of been freeing the last few weeks. OK, so when uh, you say diversity, you're talking about diversing cross platform. Yeah, cross platform, spreading yourself out so that you, you're not just solely dependent on one thing. Right. And content okay. form as well. You know, mm -hmm. not just live, not just produced, but, you know, or live video, uh, not just produced, but podcast, Instagram post, you know, social media interaction, uh, working, working your Patreon, which is an amazing platform. If you're out there, if you're a creator, uh, if you're an organization, if you're anything that, mm -hmm. you know, has people that, that would follow you or, or want to communicate with you, get on Patreon. It's a cool platform. Um, by the no, way, Vanessa Kitty, me, Vanessa Kitty said that message comes up on a lot of videos being taken down. Yeah. So, it, well, I was told because I do have a few connections inside the inside the Beltway, so to speak. And I was told that there was an algorithm change about two weeks prior to that strike. And part of that algorithm change included some issues to combat piracy over the Android, uh, over Android apps. Mm -hmm. And a couple of people that technically would be more in the know than I was told me that I probably got caught up in that. They said, in all honesty, you probably got caught up in that. And then they told me point blank that went to an AI review. It never got a human on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have to call email, get some attention, whatever. And yeah. actually, if you actually got it, if you actually got a human being, that's the reason why I say like, if it just, I don't know if anyone out there is interested in what to do when something goes down. Um, I've come under attack uh, several times. 
So, (laughs) yeah, there's actually, I think Lola and I at the point where when other people come under attack, they ask us like, oh, what do you do? (laughs) You're a professional. Yeah. So I think that's why immediately you have to make so much noise that a person looks at it, because if a person looks at it, even if you, you know, you might have done something that was kind of like on the edge, they can look at it and go, oh, okay, I understand this particular thing. I think it's the bots that just don't give a damn. Yeah, well, they can't. They can't. They can't put things into context. Yeah. They're looking at words and phrases, and that's pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, all they all they can do. Yeah. Uh, until you get a human ear or even human eyes for the first, what, two minutes probably of that live stream, where it's obvious it's all creators. Because I figure what happened is it was reported, and or the AI is thinking that we're talking about ripping other people's stuff from the internet and publishing it as our own podcast. Yeah. It's probably what they're talking about, pirating yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And that's not the case. It's around the context of we're talking about dealing with our own intellectual property here, not somebody yeah. else. But the AI, I don't know if people understand this, the AI is actually grabbing what you even say. But oh, yeah. it can't parse the words the way a human being can parse the words. That's why it's important to, and I fall, and I fall short of this, especially on, good Lord, I don't know how you would do it on this show. It, you would go broke trying to pay somebody to do it for sure. Uh, but closed captioning, to have proper closed captioning in there. And on uh, Thursday night, we actually talked about if you've got a shorter video, two or three minute video, spending some time and going there and cleaning up the closed yeah. captioning. Yeah, it's about a dollar a minute if you um, hire like a. There's some Indian firms, for example. Right. Yeah, Fiverr. You can get on Fiverr. There's and yeah, pretty cheap. Yeah. So and and here's the thing about it, right? So. This is why, like you said, we need to diversify channels. This is why I'm bringing it back to what's happening with NRA TV. The NRA and the rest of the industry, I'm not, this is not just NRA. This is a whole massive entire industry out there. Big companies are ignoring this whole thing. Even though the industry cannot advertise really on radio, very limited, if anything goes over radio. Uh, I know you think they're on TV, which you don't understand about the TV shows you see out there. They literally buy the someone has to buy that airtime from that channel to to have like a gun show that's showing up on 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 TV. Right. Um, So magazines suck. Nobody reads them. Okay, the blogs are horrible. Just look at the go to look at the blogs right now. I think the truth about guns, I, I, I like more than the firearm blog. Firearm blog's not even saying shit about the NRA right now. So so people don't look at that. They look at YouTube. They look at social media. That's where they're going. Yet no one in the industry is thinking, hmm, maybe we should help these guys. Maybe we should have our own thing. You know, I know there's several different places out there. There's not just gun streamer. There's gun streamer and this thing and that thing and the other thing. And maybe you just help a couple of people, right? Because who knows who's going to survive? They're not doing anything. For a fact, these guys are just sitting on the fence and just sitting back. And now even the NRA that was using your money to fund NRA TV and control the message to you, they were using your money to propaganda your ass. Even now they have problems because they're losing money and they've misused the money. And they've also lost our, like whatever little bit of trust that we ever had in them, they've lost that as well. And now... All of this is coming out, and this is just like the edge. This is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, what, what do you guys think about that? Oh, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's going to be interesting to see going forward. 
you know, how they, how they deal with it. Do they go into a panic mode or, you know, what's, what's happened to, what's going to happen to. to well, it's like everything you trim up the fat. Yeah. yeah I don't think they're going to kill the whole NRA TV. But do they trim out the right fat? That's going to be the question. Can they, yeah. can, can good come from this? Because we've talked about this all the time or I say we, again, I have mice in my pocket apparently tonight, but you know, it's, it's been, talked about, been talked about before that, uh, you know, oh, bring down the NRA, bring them down, bring them down, build them back up. Right. I've heard that before. Well, you know, if that's the case, we're now we're bringing them down. Is, is there potential? I mean, are we bringing down, are we taking out the right people? Are the right people going to leave and move on and be replaced to be able to build that back up? Um, I think we're living, like I said, I think we're living in a brave new world. I think there's multiple people now, Right. Uh, the Second Amendment Foundation, there's GOA, there's this thing, there's that thing. And then there's us. I think that's that's the thing. I don't think we need one monolithic organization ever again. No. You know, and I'm not even saying that the NRA goes completely all away. You know, I think that we all need to think about what's going on. We all need to come up to speed to this brave new world that we're living in. Then we won't we've only been doing this now for 15 years or so. <laughs> Right. Maybe people need to start waking up and realizing that this is all predicated on the message and the message getting out there. Um, When you look at laws they're trying to put in effect, they want to if they want to write laws about electronic advertising. Right. You've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. With if you're talking, I don't remember what the the, what the printed 3D printed gun bill, whatever it's called. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Now, you know, a couple of people are, are that maybe out there, they may not understand this, but but something that people need to realize. And I don't remember who, who it was out there had mentioned it, has mentioned, actually mentioned it earlier with the Second Amendment Foundation. The NRA takes credit for anything and everything, but they do very little. Um, other or other smaller organizations, state organizations, smaller organizations, what have you, they will file the initial suit. And then later on, the NRA will sign on to it so that they can take the credit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I got to wonder if we lose the NRA, especially with us, and, and by us I mean the creatives and the bloggers and the 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 new media, as as G Webs out there likes to call it. Uh, he says, "Drop the S on news, right?" And it's mm-hmm. new media. The new media. Um, can we be the propaganda arm of what the NRA would be now? And then Second Amendment Foundation, GOA, somebody like that, they're already doing the work in the courts. It would be a small shift for them to then move into a little bit of legislative action from there. And they don't have to worry about the big media conglomerate that is NRA TV, let's say. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That. Yeah, I agree with you on that. For them, that's a scary proposition because they won't be able to control the message. I don't think you should try to control the message. Um, I wish it's like I saw someone asking in the chat whether or not we're all going to go to the NRA convention. I honestly don't know at this point. I don't know if there'll be one, but I think that that's like I wish there was a separate convention because then I wouldn't go to the NRA thing. I wish there was something else going on that I could go to that everyone's going to go to. And and I could meet up with everyone and we could all shot hang out show. and talk about. No, it's not. Well, it's not shot show. That's industry. And the industry. I'm going to tell you something. The industry doesn't well, give a shit about start this something. for the most we part. We have the second biggest convention center in the nation in Orlando. Yeah. Well, like like I'm saying to you, man, I, I think that we do the whole the whole industry. 
I'm not, I don't want to say the whole industry doesn't care. There's lots of companies out there, lots of individuals who run companies that do care. Um, there's a few big companies that do care. But I think as a whole, the industry doesn't really care. And I'm pretty sure the shot show for them is just this big party that they get to go out and get hookers and blow and, you know, write off stuff on their taxes and run around. You know, so hey, hookers need work, too. Right. Yeah. Listen, I'm not against it. You know, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm a hardworking yeah, ladies. I mean, yeah. I'm anti the thought audit. Hey, I was, we're, we're, not talking about the thought. The, we're not getting back into the thought audit thing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, missed on, I missed out on that chat on purpose. I don't No comment. No comment. <laughs> but um, I think we do need to do something. I think you're right there, Clover. I, I, there's a new way that this is going to evolve. What I'm worried about is the organization of it, because even amongst us, we don't all really get along, which I get. Yeah. I don't get it. We haven't, we haven't, we, we just, us three here have already agreed in the last hour. We've already had disagreements just amongst us yeah. three. So, you know, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, mind. We're not I don't mind. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Question I don't mind. I like all of you guys. We're, we're even though There's yeah. a difference. Can you yeah. get over it and move along? And, and, and are you headed in the same direction? That's gonna. That's the question that you got to ask. Now the problem is, it becomes a vendetta, vindictive thing. You know, obviously, when you're having a disagreement with an anti-gunner, you're not headed in the same direction. H however, if you have a disagreement with a FUD, you may still be headed in the same direction, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to look at maybe. That. You know, I think uh, I think I think one of the things happening uh, that why we're like why everyone says the quote unquote gun community is because one of the things is that we have a lot of fake alphas. That's one. That's a huge problem. Forget about this should be a fake alpha audit. The game is the game is changing. Hank, you just wait to give it five years. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, think, say, I think they'll say alpha who or where was where's that guy that used to be on? You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think that we do. We do have to do something about it, and there are ways. But that's why, the if you look at it, the ways of us doing that, those are the things that are attacking us. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those are the things that every day are like, nope, you guys can't say this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And I they keep don't have to. We'll attack ourselves. It's so crazy. There are tech people. I was talking this week with the guys from GunStreamer. Those are actual tech guys that are gun guys. Yes. Okay, And they're out there doing something. And their platform is for real. There's people out there with fake platforms as well. I got to tell you guys that. And so they are they are like this with their creators. Yes, and they are real, and they are tech guys, and they're they're doing something that you guys could go see right now. It's up. It's running. You could join it. You don't have to get on the list and beg someone to let you in. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Um, not only do they not have the industry support, they don't have all of our support either. Yeah, right. No, they've still got a ways to go with as, as far as they've come in the last le it's less than a year. Right. Uh, as, as far as they've come, it's been amazing. Uh, I will say this to those that are out there that don't know about GunStreamer. Uh, not only go over there and check it out. Heck, they've got a, a lot of you out there mobile centric. You're like, well, they don't have the app, so I'm not going to mess with it. Well, they do. They have the Apple and the uh, uh, Android app. So no excuses. But don't just get over there. But for stuff like this, like Hank's doing stuff like, hopefully I will do again one day. Um, no, you will. The, you, you, the, you've uh, got, you're, you're on, they put you on timeout for how long? Yeah, I got 90 days. So mid okay. mid shot show week. It'd be, you know, I should have a vacation. Uh, yeah. So 
Uh, he's working harder. He's working you threw harder. My, you, threw my, you threw my train of thought there. Yeah, I can talk <laughs> about that. Some of the things I've learned, but yeah. Um, no, what I was saying is they're, they're one of their priorities. And I don't know if you've talked to, to Austin and, and about this, but one of their priorities is live streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you get signed up over there, just shoot them a message and let them know, Hey, we come over here. We come over here because we were watching Hank or we were watching Clover or whatever. Yeah. And they mentioned Gunstreamer. And right now they're having to do their live streaming on YouTube. They have, you know, they have no other option for that. You know. Yeah, I when did. I did actually not be available. So throw a little yeah. bit of support, a little bit of push behind them. And mm-hmm. I'm not bugging them about live stream. I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, to set up the infrastructure and with all the tech, it's going to take time for them to do that. Money as well. Yeah, uh, but let it's them know take that a you're lot of money. Yeah, but let them know you're behind that idea. Yes. Um, I think I think that definitely something has to be done with that. I think something can be done with that. We have to understand it's expensive, though. What we're doing right now is expensive, and that's why ultimately these companies have the ability to do it to us because they know that the level for entry is not very low. It's a very it's a high uh, thing to be able to it's, get into it and do it. It's expensive to do it on the quality level of – google and youtube like you're seeing here for those out there there's already been of course you know uh, uh trey had some issues i'm having camera issues because of my internet i can't yeah, I have it from time to time and there's been what i'm saying is there's been some complaints out there in the chat i get that all the time especially when i turn the camera on because my internet's horrible so i see complaints all the time the problem is the you can do this on much less money than what youtube Google, whatever, is spending to do this. The problem is it's going to be a little jinky and it's going to be a little quirky. And are people going to put up with it? Because even with being here on Google and YouTube, you have people that don't tolerate and can't put up with any kind of little clerks or blurriness or a little bit of choppiness or static in the audio or anything like that. They have to have, I guess they're not used to country life like me. Uh, and, having, <laughs> and having crappy internet, they've got 200 meg up, 200 meg down, and can do whatever they want. If you get up in the morning and you have both your toes, you're happy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the house ain't on fire. Uh, you know, as long as I've got cell phone signal or something, you know, I'm lucky enough to text a lot of times. But, uh, you know, so there's a lot of people out there that are really keyed in on that quality. And I don't think that's the majority of people, but I do think it's a lot of people. So, you know, I, I think they can do something. Um, I think they can do something within the next few months, but I don't know that they're going to be able to to make everybody happy with it. It's going to be the problem. Um, I think I agree with you uh, with what you're saying there. I think the thing is, is that they need support. Okay, they've done something big already and they're definitely tech guys and they have that going for them. I think they need further support and I don't think they need flash in the pan support. I think they need people who are willing to play the slow game here or the long game because it's going to take time to do this. Most of us, like I said, I'm going to say this again. Most people are sheep. Okay. Most people are sheep. (laughs) If you're sitting in a room with three people, if you look around, probably two of those people are sheep. Just telling you, that's the reality of what we're all dealing with. And because of that, most people are going to sit on the fence and wait until everything goes really, really bad. Then they're, then they're going to jump in. But these guys, I think, need the support because if we all wait for, for when they finally have the political cover and all that kind of stuff to pull the plug on us, it's going to be too late to try to pick people up out of the ashes. 
you know, so whoever gets in there and supports them, that includes us because they don't need it from just one uh, point of view. They need content creators. They need viewers. They need an audience to come in there and actually look at things. And then they need the industry to get behind it and maybe do advertising. So, for example, some company came along and said, hey, you know, we're going to sponsor the, the live podcast or something like that. Those kind of things would help that. They need all of that. And then we have to be patient and willing to give this a year or two years for it to take off instead of going, uh, okay, it's been uh, two hours. What's up? You know, and I talked to uh, uh, to Austin and he mentioned, um, in fact, he jumped on an Instagram feed I had, I had one night and uh, I ended up capturing it and actually producing it because it was, it was an excellent conversation. And he mentioned monetization, right? And I told him point blank, I don't know how you feel about this, Hank, or, or anybody else out there that, that produces content or whatever, but I told him point blank, I could care less on my end. If you can get monetization and it helps you further the project and better the platform, at least short term for the mm -hmm. next few years or whatever it might be, and then we can look into some profit sharing or whatever it might be. Um, but don't come out of the gate thinking that you've got to install a way for me to feed off the teat of Gunstreamer because I've come up in the YouTube in a world to where I have to push. I have to push product. I have to push affiliate marketing, you know, to help try to fund some of the projects and the other things that that's going on. Uh, the Patreon, which you have as well and the, and fan funding and things like that. Um, so there's other ways to generate revenue without siphoning off of a young platform that I think right now in Gunstreamer needs like you said not just the the moral support but the monetary support as well yeah um i don't know trey do you have a do you have an opinion on all this i know you're not a super no 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 i do i was just waiting until i got my turn no, go ahead i'll let yeah i'll let you go make valid points you know i see people posting on there gun tuber this gun tuber that we have gun calm let's all get together and do this we don't get together we fight i mean i i do events in my place where it's media only we sent all this out to media. It's all told ahead of time, and five guys show up. Hell, mm -hmm. you should just show up just to support the gun industry, period. I mean, I know you can't make every event. I understand that. But, you know, I, I see the conflict, especially me as a range owner. See, I'm the one that they're going to push out. It's easy to say, okay, y'all keep your guns, but we'll shut all the ranges down. Where are you going to shoot at? Yep, guess what? We can get you one way or the other. Mm -hmm. I'm under constantly a constant attack constantly by the extreme liberals i'm dealing with one right now but he can't do nothing to me but he's still gonna attack me he's oh they're they're shooting at six in the morning with these laser machine gun sights and all this other stuff and i'm like six in the morning we don't shoot i don't even get up at six in the morning <laughs> what we figured out was it was duck season and the duck hunters live behind his house and they're out there shooting fucking they're out there shooting ducks mm -hmm. but this is the kind of tax i get but then I go look to my community and we're all fighting amongst ourselves, infighting. Mm -hmm. Don't infight. Let's all support each other. I don't have to agree with somebody, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go bashing. We need to support each other. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, unity in numbers. I mean, that's what the NRA is. They're unity in numbers. Mm -hmm. But all the gun owners out there, there's only five million of them. I, I, you know, I find it hard to believe. Now, I'm not supporting the NRA because you guys all have your different opinion on it. But be a part of some kind of gun organization that supports you. Guns of America. I saw some other there's on there that they were talking about. Yeah. 
I mean, it, we need to support so, each other. I'm okay, telling you, I think we're not going to have problems. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting point, Trey, and I want to hit on that just for a second. You talk about the $5 million in the NRA and that not being near the gun owners. Estimated $75 million people that yeah, own five firearms. million that's it and the nra well, is that's only what the nra million. has that's what the no, NRA no, that's what i'm saying out of 75 yeah. million they well, are so okay well let's look but let's look at the numbers popular. let's look at the numbers i think that five million number is actually accurate and i'm going to tell you why just hold on a second here's why i think it's accurate look at on youtube the biggest gun guy you can find on youtube what numbers does he have uh, before it was fps russia Right. FPS Russia is not um, really doing it anymore. Five million, probably. Yeah, The biggest guy right now that I've seen lately is Demo Ranch, and he has six million on Demo Ranch on its own. So that tells you something because he obviously has another channel that I think Vet Ranch. Um, So you see that and then off the ranch. Yeah. So Demo Ranch, I think, is the one that's mostly gun specific. Um, and, and that gives you a really good idea. Uh, the other big guys out there would be Hickok. I think Hickok somewhere around three, 4 million, um, uh, IV, those guys are in the 3 million category. So yeah, I think the die hard core of the group, maybe the bigger group is 75 million. The die hard core of that group is probably somewhere around floating around in that 5 million, uh, area. Okay. Now yeah, that's just YouTubers. I don't, that was those the, the problem with you with probably trying to trying to use YouTube for that metric. I can tell you this for a fact. Demo Ranch has a ton of underage uh, viewership, uh, and and Hickok's that way too. You get into Eric's channel, IV eighty eighty eight, not so much. Uh, Dutton Fancy, not so much. There's several out there, but but particularly Hickok and and uh, Demo. You get a well, lot that, of people that watch. It's more of a it's more of an entertainment slash infotainment thing. Yeah, that you get people that watch that uh, either can't you know are not old enough to own a firearm, or they they really have no interest, but that they want to live vicariously through that person who owns yeah. a firearm. I think that's true, but then that means that the the actual even the core numbers of that go smaller, right? What I'm saying, roughly, we we don't have 75 million people like we think. If you showed up at a rally in your uh, state capital, you didn't see, you didn't see, um, you didn't see seventy five hundred people. You probably didn't see seventy five people. Nope. So I just in, don't. In Texas. In Texas. <laughs> yeah. Because no. most gun yeah. owners are employed. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I don't think much, it's. Just, I don't uh, think it's just that. The first, the first rally that was. Uh, uh, it was the Never Enough Ammo, the two A Capital Rally thing that was pushed so so heavily. And other states had a better turnout than Texas. And what was sad about that is I pushed that through with Texas State Rifle Association, get the, got the email list, pushed that through. And you would not believe the number of responses that I got telling me that, well, why are you having it during the middle of hunting season? In other words, we'll go down there one day for four hours and protest, but it can't be during hunting season. We can't miss four hours of hunting for that. Yeah. Through a whole season. The whole season because there's other days and whatnot you could go hunting, right? Yeah. Um, so I think here's the that's, thing. That's a, that's a problem. So here's the thing with the numbers. I think you have to look at percentages of everything. You have to look at percentages of everything. You don't get, you know, um, I don't know. I've got 70,000 people to follow me on YouTube on the regular channel. That doesn't mean that 70,000 people look at a video when I put it up. Yep. It's 10% or less. 
Um, Same thing here. I think we've got something like 7,000 people. When this video, we don't have 700, you know, 10% of that will be 700. We don't have 700 people watching it right now. We will get, we will get that 10% uh, within the next 24 hours. So you always always have to break it down like that. I think that, that there's a lot of people that are overseas that are fans of people. And there's a lot of young people, but the young people are future gun guys. Right. But if if you look at really what's going on, look, I am currently a member of the NRA. I pay for my membership because when I go there, I need to be able to vote. They have all these stupid things. I'm honestly burnt out on trying to vote people in to be to to sit on the board of the NRA. I don't know if it's going to make any difference, even oh if we God. got those people's asses in there and all of that. But I, what I'm trying to say to you is that the percentage of people who are actually going to do something is not as big as we think it's going to be. We have to come to grips with that reality that it's right. not as big. The gun guys that, are, are, are across the spectrum. Sides. Yeah, but gun guys are across gun guys are across the spectrum. The big the big bulk of the people who are in the NRA, even today, with this news, with everything that we're saying, those diehard NRA guys are like, these guys need to shut up. They hate us. Okay. Whatever the NRA says, they're all down with that. You know, whatever, anything the NRA says, if the NRA said tomorrow, you got to turn your guns in, those guys go, must be a reason. It's they're they're playing third 3D chess with (laughs) with everyone. We're going to turn our guns in and then we're going to get all the guns in the world. They will believe it. That's the thing. So we're at at the end of the day where we are, we're literally in a minority. But that doesn't mean that there's no reason to fight because we don't need that many people to actually affect things. Yeah, and I think I think that as more get active, you pull more over to the active side as well. You've got you've got a certain amount of apathy, but I think that that you know you talk about a lot of people talk about fuds, and I hate to call a fud a fud, but I do know some fuds that call themselves fuds. So I think for maybe the last time this show, I'm going to say the word fud. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, fud that. Yeah, exactly. They. I think that as they see, as we, you know, you lead by example. And I think as there's people out there that turn cameras on or do whatever it might be and engage in the community and everything else, you know, and they see somebody doing next level stuff, then I think that that may inspire them to come out of that. Everybody has to start somewhere. I don't fault anybody um, for, you know, their background was just they grew up hunting and they never really got into self-defense or competition or that kind of stuff. Because like I said earlier, I'm not into all the defensive training and all of that kind of mess. It's not my thing. I don't enjoy it. But, you know, I understand why it's there. I understand why people do. And by all means, if that's what you want to do, you don't, you don't you knock do it. it. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's perfectly okay. It is what it is. You're different and you I do think, something different. I think that as we open minds to people, this is where that training aspect of the NRA that's been lost comes into play. Now, for me um, – you know, I'm kind of the same that, that that Hank said. I feel I feel almost extorted that I have to pay money to the NRA every year. But in order for me to do the things locally on the ground in the community that I do uh, to affect real change in real people, right? Not that the the however many's out there in the chat right now are not real people. We hope they're not all robots out there. But um, you know, well, that's why we real, go to the NRA show to meet them, right? right? <laughs> But to affect the real change on with the real people in the community, I have to hold those certifications. There's no other standard. Yes. I, ha- I have to. When you look at other states, when you deal with other states, they, they specifically say the NRA or law enforcement or military. They do not say any other company. Like, um, what's the other one? 
There's another one out there that's uh, um, the the USCCA. Uh-huh. Yep. I don't mean yeah. shit. So here's the thing, because I want to go back to this. I, th- I think, you know, good points there, but I don't want to miss the first part of what Trey was saying, like how, why we don't all get to get along, because um, I think we should address that to some extent, <laughs> um, because it is part of what's happening here. I think it is a part of what's happening. Why well, don't well we-, we also attack other people, too. So yeah. when I get people coming to my range, I go, man, you're, you're completely different range. I've never been to a range like this. Well, why is that? What is what is different about my range? We shoot. We do have rules, things like that. Well, you're nice to me. <laughs> what do you mean I'm nice to you? Well, when I went to the other range, they were mean to me. I'm a woman or I'm whatever the case may be. They were mean. So they we literally cut our own throats, to be honest with you. I train I anybody. So. I don't care who they are. If anybody walks up. And they want to learn how to be, except for a terrorist, obviously, if they're on a terrorist watch list or felon. I mean, you don't don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Some guy comes to me and goes, I'll learn how to shoot. I don't care what he is. Sure, I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to be safe. Hey, you just want to learn how to shoot for the, for recreation? That's fine. You want to learn how to shoot for hunting? I don't care. I start from scratch. I teach you from the beginning. I had special forces guys come out that I train. My one special forces friend laughs because I make them load magazines. Mm-hmm. I make them do it all. Now they might do it one time and get it correct, but I don't know that guy. I treat everybody the same. I'm going to teach you from, from scratch, work my way up, teach you how to handle the gun. Mm-hmm. But you know, we as rangers cut their own throats. They kick, they don't kick people out. They chase them off. We chase our own selves off. We, we destroy our own foundation where we'd had a lot more people that oh, I want to shoot because I was shooting with my grandfather when he was a kid, but I got lost that concept of doing it. And now I want to get back into it. And then they go to the range and they're treated like crap or they were people are rude and they don't come back. And we did that. We yeah. do that. The gun I, well, I think that's I think that's a human being thing. I don't think there's any mm-hmm. um, group. You know, I, I do a lot of car stuff. Guess what? This is going to be a secret. The car guys fucking hate each other and the companies attack the car guys and you know the org this this car guy organizations and then they decide there's car companies that decide oh we're not selling cars to this person it happens everywhere because of us human beings it's the same thing like with the guns people think oh we got to ban the guns the guns problem no it's us the people problems right so that's what we have here to me it's just like high school all the clicks you got your jocks and your nerds and your goths, you know, and all these kinds of clicks. Everyone's trying to be king of the click. You know, everyone wants to be the, the, the biggest rooster or cock or whatever it is out there and, and be on top of the hill and push everyone around and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, with all of that going on, everything else goes down the drain. We, we, we wind up not in a position where we can really actually get along with each other. I think that's what you're talking about, Trey. It's unfortunate. I'm not a fan of it. But it's happening. It's, it's happened to me. I've gotten involved in those kinds of things, not because I want to, because I can't help it in this thing. There's people that, that are doing this and for fake, 100 percent fake ass reasons. Yes. There's people doing this. Politicians, uh, people who own gun companies, who own gun stores, got people who tell you they're gun guys and they're 100 percent fake. That's like I could deal with a lot of shit. But when I realize that someone is disingenuous. That's where that's where I have to get the hell out. Oh, you can get the hell out. You don't have to say nothing about it. You know, I, I try not someday, to. I try I not to. Sometimes I can't help it. Class from Canada, never even shot a gun, touched a gun, was scared of guns. Takes my concealed weapons class. The first time she comes out, 
she shoots one time and starts crying. So I unload the gun, put it down. I said, sit down. Are you okay? Did you get hurt? No. Well, why are you crying? Are you all right? She goes, yeah, but I could have just killed somebody. I said, well, you didn't. You shot a paper target and then the bullet hit the berm. Everybody's safe. I promise you nobody's back there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a long lesson. But I sat there and took the time to teach her. And she wanted the. she said, I want to buy a gun because I have the capability here in the United States to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would you, what would have happened if she went to another range? Tell me, Clover Tech, she went to a regular range, just a, not, not a special ordinary, unknown ordinary range, just a regular normal range where people, she'd have been ridiculed and pushed out of it. She would have never got a concealed weapon, never got a gun. Ignored. And that day, Ignored. I mean, a plus one of not gunner, of not anti-gunner. Yeah, she would have gotten ignored at the very best. She would have been there crying. If she was lucky. And everybody and would have ridiculed her. Yeah. This is the this is the game that everyone th- this is how it is for everyone. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, guys. Ultimately, everyone's not going to get together. I'm just telling you. Like that's a conclusion yeah, I came to a long time ago. No, I know. Obviously, that's why we're here. That's why that's why I'm doing this. That's the reason why I I pay rent on this place. I come in here every day. I work here from like morning till night. You know, and, and I do this show five times a week and, and, and I do all the stuff that I do because because of that exact reason. I know that everyone's not going to get along. There's a whole bunch of clicks in this thing. There are people yeah. that exclude you from the click. I've had guys. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to tell anyone, but I've had guys in this industry that sat down and told me, hey, we paid our dues. You're going to have to pay your dues. All kinds of shit like that. That's how this that's how this is. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. They and we can't dues. change that. Even though they uh, paid their dues in a totally different YouTube environment. <laughs> yeah, but, and, and the thing is, is that I, I don't I just don't think that that matters. I think somehow we're going to be we're going to be multiple groups. That's just what it's going to be. There's always going to be some people that can float in all of those groups for whatever kinds of reasons. But um, ultimately, we're going to be uh, separate groups and we have to we just have to do what we can do within our group. To, for me, here's what it is. I don't have to. I want to win. But I don't have to win. I just want to know that I fought. That's the thing that's uh, important to me. Uh, Screaming Skull Saloon uh, gave me five bucks. He says, thank you, Hank. Uh, You're welcome. I I appreciate that. Screaming Skull Saloon. I think that's what we have to try to do here. You know, that's the thing. Like, we have to make sure that we survive what's coming and we have some kind of voice. I think ultimately it's going to take something really bad going down then everyone's going to wake up right now. Everyone's sleeping. They're not going to wake up until they go to a store, you know, or they wake up in the morning and it's like, yeah, you can't have these guns. As a matter of fact, if you have them, you have to give them up. And then people are going to realize, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think it's a little, I think it's a little better nowadays than that, than what you, what you said. Not much. I'm not saying it's much better, but I think it's a little better. I don't think there's there's not near enough woke that needs to be woke, but I think there's quite a few that are right there on the ready. So I don't know that it would take as big an event as what your as, as that would be as a confiscation of an event or an all out ban event. You think so? I, they don't have to. They red flag. I think so. They red yeah. flag. You and your wife get in an argument. She's pissed off at you. I call the cops and said you threatened me. Boom! Depends on, on, on the state you live in, and even then, I mean, there is due yeah. process. 
with that. A lot of people don't read those regulations and other things. Yeah. I mean, I think people, we talk about this all the time and people, I don't, I, we talk about it so much that I, sometimes I think it's miserable, you know, and I try to just talk about fun things and then someone goes, oh, you're not talking about this stuff going on. Of course, we're talking about it. We're thinking about it, but we're like preaching to the choir. We're preaching to ourselves. And what we really need to do is get other people to realize what's happening Mm-hmm. and and say, okay, this can't, you know, but they don't see it. They just, I don't really think they can the majority. They don't have to even understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. They support the Second Amendment, and they like guns, even if they just like skeet shooting. They are part of the, they they will vote in favor of it. You know, I go, we need I, go further, I go further than that. They can hate guns. They can absolutely not want to touch a gun. That's fine. There's lots of things in this world I hate. And, and I don't want to take them away from anybody, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think it, we, we got to strive for even more than that. We've got to strive for a mutual respect. And it's like, look, if you like to whatever, like hangs into cars, if you, if you don't, instead of crushing every car made before the year 2000, because we can't have them because they pollute the environment or something, you know, if you like old muscle cars or whatever, you know, I'll fight for, to, keep muscle cars around or whatever it might be that, that you enjoy to do as long as it's illegal and not infringing on somebody or, uh, uh, you know, what am I thinking? Threatening their safety or anything like that. Um, then that's, that's perfectly okay. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, respects my hobbies and decisions and rights and everything else as well, regardless of whether you want to participate, right? The, the, the constitution doesn't, is not even voting. It's not something that it says you have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's something that says the government can't stop you from doing this. Mm-hmm. Right? Also, it's on, it's on you to right. realize that that is something that you need to do. Yeah. If you if you're like, well, I, I don't even give a crap and I'm not going to do it. Look, I think let, if you look at it this way. If there were if people really think that taking away guns is going to fix us, fix the situations that are out there. Um, just think about the folks out there that because I, I think we're all comfortable. That's really the big thing here. I think most people are very comfortable. Right. And that's why they're not doing anything. But. And, the, and even even though we see these school shootings and things like that happening, what's happening unless that happens to you, OK, you're you're still comfortable. But now you're scared when you see it happening to someone else that it's you, like, oh, my God, I don't want that to happen to me. And then they and then people make you think, well, the only way you can stop this from happening to you is take away guns. But what a, if your brain just thought a little bit differently and you started thinking, well, what if we were actually able to use guns to defend our schools and places like that where our children go and we don't want anything to happen to them. If you started thinking that way, right, that's what's going to make the difference. The problem is everyone's comfortable and they're comfortable and then they're watching this happen to someone else. And when it happens to someone else, they just get scared. They don't actually think because it happened to someone else, what would they do to themselves? But if you ask a parent out there, would you would you take up a gun and defend schools to keep this from happening to your kid? Would you take up guns and defend any places that these kind of things happen in public to stop it from happening to people? If it happened to someone that you really cared about, how many people out there are going to go, no, I'm not going to take up guns to do it? Very, very few. You know, 
Yeah, very few. Most people don't go, hey, if that's what I have to do to stop this from happening, I don't want this to happen. But because people are so comfortable and then they're just dealing with everything from a fair position and not getting to the point, like if you're really scared, then what do you do? And the reason why I'm telling you this, that is what happened to me. Like I was literally, I was having nightmares of, you know, living, this is a long time ago. I had these nightmares of living in a post-apocalyptic world with my, with my family, with my children, uh, my wife, and, and I'm separated from them and I don't know what to do. And, I, and, and that was creating fear. And then I was like, well, what would I do if this actually happened? You know, and then I started thinking, well, I've got to make sure that I know how to take care of myself and my children know how to take care of themselves and my wife knows how to take care of themselves. And, and I've got to start looking to solve these problems by myself on my own. And that's what led me to where I am today. I just don't think um, I'm not saying other people don't come to that same conclusion. There are people out there that are coming to those conclusions if they really think this all the way through. But most people out there just somehow magically thinking, no, we're going to take away the guns. This is going to stop. And the only way they're going to wake up from that is if they think they got what they want and then they still see it happening. Or we try to convince them different. Yeah. Okay. Mass yeah. shootings. Uh, mass shootings are actually a very rare thing. I know a lot of people like to talk about the mass shootings, but they actually are a rarity. And I talk about them in one of my classes. We've had guns, I mean, you know, since the dawn of time, basically. What changed? I mean, even in the, what, the 50s, they had shooting clubs in New York. I mean, in the schools. What mm -hmm. changed? What was the dynamic that changed the profile to all of a sudden now we got shootings? I mean, when I was in school, I was in school, everybody had a hunting rifle back of their truck. Everybody went hunting after school. Nobody shot at each other. I mean, you got your... You got your face punched in if you were running your mouth, but you didn't have to worry about anybody but shooting do you, you. Did you have bad guys back then? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, bad guys exist. I have always exist. But yeah. I mean. So what we have know. now, like what I'm trying to say, like you're saying what changed. So what what do we have now? Do we have more bad guys or do we just have more people who are somehow broken and they feel like they have pain and they're not going to just like take themselves out of the world? that everyone else has to feel their pain. So when they either go about taking Better themselves out of the world, yeah, they're going to hurt other people or they're going to hurt other people. And then I don't know, just give up and, and go to jail or something like that. It's infamy. Huh? They want if they want to be infamous. I think, and, that, I think and I do think, well, if you look at a, there is a common denominator in a lot of these shootings and I hate to say it. And so mm -hmm. a lot, and people are actually saying on the chat, it's psychotropic medication. I mean, I, I, I've brought it up before. If you look at a lot of these mass shooters, they're on drugs, not medication, not like snorting coke or anything. They're on some kind of medication. Now, I'm not saying that the medication did it. What I'm saying is there is a common denominator when you look at a lot of these shootings. Right. But, yeah. but um, you know, I'll, ju I'll jump in here just to say, because I've, I've been I've been into this argument many times before. This gone on an argument, this conversation, right? Many times before. Uh, what's the comment on there? Oh, it's psychotropic drugs. The conversation stops. So let's go. Let's go further with this because if they're on psychotropic drugs, there's a reason, right? Is that reason real? Or is that reason made up because the parents just don't want to, didn't want to deal with the kid, and boys can't be boys and run around and be hyper. So yeah. we got to shove some pills down his throat to make him sit on the freaking corner. Yeah, I agree with that. I think most people don't need those drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, most people don't need those drugs. And you think that if you do something that physically 
um, makes that person not jump around that you've solved the problem when and what they needed to do was jump around. Yeah. Huh? A lot of the mass shootings are anti-gunners. You've surprised. Very, very rarely is it a trained shooter. Like, Hey, I've been shooting all my life. That's a rarity. They are actually anti-gun people. The majority of the time I uh, will use the Colorado Aurora, Colorado shooting example. Democrat never shot a gun in his life. Went out, bought a bunch of guns or went out and stole a bunch of guns. He got him attained him illegally. Mind his house, booby trapped his whole house. He was Batman. He was playing the Joker, and then he goes out and shoots a bunch of people. But he was also, if you look in the pictures, that dude was high as a kite, and he was on psychotropic medication. Yeah, yeah. I think we. I think that's that's part of the. What was that? The whatever the church shooter guy. I can't think of his name. That chopped yeah. the black church. Same. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, none of them Same deserve us too. knowing. Yeah, none of none of them deserve us knowing what their names are. Um, right. I I think that's helping with the disconnect. I think first of all, we always had disconnected people. I I don't care how far back you go in the when we lived in mud huts <laughs> or in caves or whatever. You had someone in in the in the small communities that we had that was just batshit crazy. Okay, just disconnected. And they would hurt people. And back then, what you would do is you would, you know, you would kill their asses and drag them out somewhere and bury them or do whatever. Like, okay, that's not a problem anymore. Cold, yeah, cold and hurt. Yeah, that was the that was the psych ward. You know, I think now we've obviously got more people, but the thing is, is that we've got more disconnected people because there's a lot of people out there. Yes, they're on they're on. Uh, they're on a lot of different drugs. I think that the legal drugs that exist out there are way more dangerous than things like marijuana oh, yeah. and all of that. We don't have, and it's a systemic societal issue too. We don't have, we don't have the valuing of human life. We don't have the respecting. We don't have the respecting of another human. We don't have empathy. We don't. There's so many things that that come to mind, and I'm thinking that, that we, as a society, when they don't push that, we don't have morals and standards anymore, right? Nope. For Christ's sake, there's 47 different genders. What's with up? Uh, come yeah. on, we need also, standards. That, we, we need dehumanize other people we don't agree with. They're subhumans. So when it's subhuman, it's easier to eradicate it than it is with a human. Mm-hmm. So we and they yeah. do do that. If you watch the Democrats, oh, if somebody has a gun. They're not a they're they're subhuman. They're a terrible human because they want to murder all these people. Their their justification for that, when in all actuality, it's a dehuman, uh, dehumanization of the person in the first place. Yeah. But I, I think mean, we, I have we, a lot we, of guys. De- I got machine de- guns de- and Barretts and everything else. Yeah, I have but kids we de- like the we, guy next to me. We dehumanize people on our side as well. True. So. Yes, absolutely, Lip-tard. absolutely correct. Absolutely Lip-tard correct. is the worst, man. Libtard. I mean, come on. Really. Yeah. <laughs> I like snowflake myself. But. I get <laughs> it. And I get it. I get. I get why we use those. Like, I totally understand. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that we do that, and um, I think that where people are disconnected from just simple things that you may not think has anything to do with it. People are disconnected from having to like, what does killing something really mean? You know, how many people out there had to really kill something now, obviously I'm. Yeah, but they do. They do it over and over again all day on TV and video games. 
Yeah. And, and maybe that's what disconnects them. And I don't think that disconnects everyone. I got to tell you that there's lots of people that play video games and they do that stuff and they're not like that. Yeah, I think the people who are like that were broken in the first place and then those games help it along. But there's people out there who are not like that. They play video games. This is how they unwind. I got to tell you, we all there's no person here or living that doesn't have a vice. You got to have some kind of vice. Okay. Everyone has to have a vice. But I think, for example, when I was a kid, when I I remember being a kid living outside of America, you know, I I remember several times my mother made me kill a chicken or I saw her slaughter a goat or something like that. I never went I never went hunting. But, you know, you see that and and you have some understanding of what happens when you take life because you need to eat. And but but there's still feelings there that you have to deal with and all that, where today is just like go to the store. Wait it's a, a respect thing. Yeah. Is that you saying this hunter, chicken? I was taught, yeah. If I kill it, I eat it. And I've mm-hmm. always been taught that. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, eradication of pigs. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I can't eat every pig I shoot because they overwhelm my property. But if I shoot a deer, I'm eating it. If I'm not going to eat it, then it's going to walk. But that's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree with you on Hank. I mean, that is an interesting. Yeah, we don't. Nobody. And I do agree with you. Kids are not taught morals because guess what? It's better to be your friend than your parent. I want to be your friend. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I disagree with that. I'm your parent. Sorry, some days I'm going to whoop your ass because you've been bad. Mm-hmm. Some days you're going to get in trouble. I'm going to scold you, whatever the case may be. Parents don't do that anymore. I talk, tell my son, son, respect people, even if you don't agree with them or you have respect. I was growing up. You ain't got nothing something to say that's not nice and don't say it at all. Right. Treat people with dignity and respect. Even if I don't agree with you, I'm going to treat you with dignity and respect. Now, don't get me wrong. You treat me rudely, two things are going to happen. I'm going to walk away and ignore you, or I'm going to buck up and fight. But, I mean, that's how I'm also. But people aren't like right. that now. They they hold that in. Oh, uh, I'm going to offend it because John said he didn't like my shoes. Who cares? Let it go. People can't let things go all the, either. That's another problem. They have to stand up and do yeah. something about it. You well, being you- offended is your problem. Right. Yes. You, if you take offense, then you just took that offense. Yeah. <laughs> All I did was put it out there. You're the one that didn't help. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that also, you know, if you remember, uh, we used to be responsible, like, you know, the whole take a village thing was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, that if yeah. you yeah, did the wrong thing, somebody else would like not even your parent would beat your ass. There was more unity in community. And that's what I that's what I. That's what I love about, you know, I, I mean, I'm still fairly grounded in the community, which is great. But a lot of I know a lot of uh, people out there in my chats and other ones, I get the sense a lot of times from things they say and whatever that they're just not based in reality. They're not out. They're not they're not participating in civic activities in their communities or charitable activities in their community and out and talking to real people and stuff like that. I think with the dynamic we have on the Internet you know, you get the whole social media keyboard warrior type. We've all seen the memes, right? And I do think there's some people out there, and I don't know that that's healthy. And so I advocate for people, get out there. I mean, we need, especially when you're talking youth shooting sports, we need good, um, level-headed, you know, knowledgeable and and carrying people to, you know, go and help out and volunteer with various organizations, be it, you know, youth shooting sports organizations to, to veterans organizations. I had a conversation actually uh, today that will, will pop up on a podcast eventually with uh, and Terrace Alliance and wheelchairs for warriors and amazing people. And 
you know, they need volunteers. They need people to get out in real life and help. The fact that you're following here, you're you're listening to all of us talking heads on this panel and everything else, that's awesome. But the real change happens on the ground. It happens on the ground in your neighborhood, in your city, in your county. Char- charity charity uh, begins at home. My dad yeah, used to absolutely. all the time. Uh, charity begins at home. We need to remember how we we deal with each other in public. I think that is a big part of what's going on. And what I mean by that is, and, and I'm sure people out here can relate to this, but it's weird for me because it wasn't always like this. In society, anywhere, wherever you live, I live in Gainesville, you guys live in different places. Are you rolling around out there and you see grown ass people, not even little kids, that's one thing and it's all and it's bad in and of itself. But I see grown ass people and I say, hey, good morning, good afternoon, how are you? And they just look at me like if I've got two heads on, you know, that yeah. they don't even answer. That's, that's yeah. If, if, if we're living, if we're living in a world where grown two grown ass people see each other and one of them says, Hey, how are you? You know, and the other person doesn't even, they can't open their mouth and say words. That's our problem. You don't have to look far to figure out what's wrong with us. That's the problem. Like you said, dehumanizing. If you cannot talk to another human being, if, you, if you're like, wait a second, did this black guy just talk to me? Did this white guy just talk to me? Did this, like whatever it is that's messing with you in your head that you can't realize that another human being just acknowledge your existence, that is what the problem is. And there's starts right there. And I understand. And a lot of times you can tell I've, I've, I haven't had that. I live in Texas. I don't have we're all we all know each other. Right. There's, there's usually not a problem. Literally. But uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Got that carnal knowledge going on. That's that's <laughs> Arkansas, man. Come on. Don't get Arkansas with Texas. Hey, I live in Florida, man. We ain't no better. Yeah. Trust me. But, but there's people you know, out there saying, telling me that they see that. I'm telling you, I see it all the time. It's you know, crazy. Sometimes you get that, you know, and I'm real big for oh, if I'm in front of somebody, I'm real big for opening the door for them. I mean, it could be another man. Right. But I'm there. I've got to open the door. Let him go on in. How do you do that? You clover tech? It's I don't know. It's I, I was raised. I was raised that way. I don't You're do raised that. that way. Who taught uh, you that? Was, I, I don't necessarily know who taught me that. Father and grandfather. Father yeah. and grandfather were always the type that held the door open for people. So, yeah. you know, if there's somebody, and I will awkwardly wait to do it a lot of times. There'll be somebody that's literally 15, 20 steps away. I could be in the store and, and gone, and I literally slowly open the door and wait for them a lot of times. Sometimes it's a disease to do that. But my point is a lot of times they'll, and sometimes they'll say thank you and some, you know, or, or how are you doing? And, or I'll ask them how they're doing and, or something like that. And, and you do have certain people that are shy, right? They're socially awkward and shy. Yeah, but they'll um, smile at you. But even with those, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. There's some type of response. There's even a, there's a smile or a head nod or something. And you're like, okay, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're not comfortable. Right. Stranger, I get it. But yeah, if they just completely just walk in, ignore you, don't say nothing, that's annoying. Like I said, I get it that there's a few broken people out there. I don't think it's just shy. I, I understand shy. Like my 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 kids are shy. Okay. But they don't they don't treat people like that because it's not acceptable to me. But I know that there are people who are the there's some people that are like that. I'm telling you that I'm seeing it more and more as I get older. And it never used to be like that. We used to have to like talk to each other and deal with each other. You had to acknowledge that that person exists and that they're a human being. And I think that's the, if you're wondering what's going away, what's disappearing, 
that's the thing for whatever reason it is because maybe it's because of the technology or whatever but the technology is not going anywhere starts at the home Mm -hmm. starts at the home yeah want to teach these kids how to be better then make them better yeah i don't let i don't let my kids i don't let my kids get away like i am say that again listen to what you're saying he's looking at what you're doing Sorry, son. Don't be rude to that lady. That was rude. And then you turn around and do the same thing. It starts mm-hmm. at home. My grandfather taught me everything. I was mechanically inclined. I was electrically inclined. I, I learned all this stuff, not because I'm smart. Because my grandfather said, son, we're going to take that Mossy Ferguson tractor all the way apart, and we're going to put it back together, and we're going to build it. Okay. And we did it together. He took the time, and he had actually helped me out and educated me. He took the time. We don't have time. Most people don't have time. Why? Because they're in a rat race. Oh, I'm sorry, son. I can't talk with you right now because I'm on Instagram or Facebook. I'm texting. Sorry. Or I'm cheating on your mom, but I don't want you to know because I'm out with my new girlfriend. Whatever the case may be. Your yeah. priority in life is your children. And if you're not teaching them, they're, who's teaching them? The TV's teaching them. The electronic babysitter. Because that's exactly – they're going to fall on one or the other. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. people, some people are in a rat race because they have to be. I get that, but the vast majority of people are in a rat race because they choose to be. I'm in a rat race. I work my ass off. I I've work seen, seven days I, a week, I, twelve hours. I still come home every night, put my son to bed, talk with him, ask him how his day went. I still put forth the effort every morning. He wakes up. I ask him. We go over the rules that he has to follow. You know, like listening to mommy, being doing good in school, all those things. When I go and do stuff, he's with me. I goes, Tom, we're going to go flying today. He goes flying with me. That, that kid's been in helicopters and airplanes. He goes with me and shoots. He does everything. My, why? Because he ain't going to listen to me. He's going to watch me. Mm-hmm. And he likes to fish. Why does he like to fish? Because my wife and I took him fishing. We teach him how to fish, and he loves it. But most parents don't do that. My friend, they sit their kids right in front of the TV, and then he does whatever he wants, and his kids are staring at the TV, getting educated by the TV. And we know that that's not realistic because – that's not how reality is. So, well, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Clover. The, the whole TV, no, you're fine. The whole, But the whole TV thing, putting them down in front of the TV, depends on what you put them down in front of, too. Yeah. You put a shot, you put a little kid down in front of Sesame Street, you know, and especially if you're talking older episodes. I don't watch anything current, really, or haven't really seen anything, so I don't know. Oh, it's bad. But it used to not be that bad. But there's there are shows that are are actually nurturing to the you know to the young mind, right? And then there's like SpongeBob SquarePants, for example, complete garbage. But you know, well, yeah, but the parent my youngest one, my youngest one would watch Blue's Clues, and I mean, there's there's colors and words and and but you watch thought the show processing and things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watching, I watch them with them. Sure, whatever yeah, my kids watching, I'm watching, and those shows yeah, suck. Well, I think you should always uh, look for the opportunities to talk to your children. And if you talk to them, then they'll know how to talk to people. But I'm telling you, that's a massive thing. Look, I'll give you an example. I was in a gun range here in Gainesville, okay, talking to the people running the place and and uniformed police officers came in there. Now, these were younger guys. I think there's a difference with older guys. These are younger guys in uniform and all that kind of stuff in there. And I turned around and I was like, hey, guys, what's up? They did not. They haven't answered me to this day. 
that's a that's a problem when people are wondering like oh how come there's a problem in the community <laughs> if you're a police officer you you're on a range you walk into the store of the range and you're in there you know and there's people that's in there the police and, officers have a negative connotation sometimes of us yeah and but, but what and what Until i'm trying to see a shoot but what i'm trying to say to you is yeah. that this is the thing right if if that's the, these things should not be this way. Anyone who is reasonable, who's reasonably accepting of other human beings, if someone actually says words to you, you acknowledge the fact that they said words to you. So, uh, by the way, real coach Cujo gave us uh, 1999. Thanks, he says, Cujo. He says, uh, "Great show tonight. Real talk about what's important and why our country is falling apart." Do we get uh, two for that price? <laughs> 1999 so yeah exactly well he got three he got three for the, for the price. three for the price of one and i think i'm not trying to i'm not trying to come down on those guys i'm just telling you that that's a thing right there like you can't you're not going to be effective in a community if you're a police officer and you can't talk to people unless you're arresting them you know, you can't you're not going to be effective doing anything like we're saying. We're not going to be effective unless we can sit down in front of someone who is anti-gun and be able to have a conversation with them where we don't insult them. Mm-hmm. OK, we have to be able to do that. It happens to me all the time. I like even when, when I go to the barbershop. Right. Uh, the movies about black barbershops are real. It's probably the same. Yes, thing. they are. I love black. <laughs> I love black. I would back in the days when I could afford to actually go to a barbershop. I sought out good black barbershops because there's no more. It's all beauty shops for men nowadays for white dudes. Anyway, no, 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 shops. not where you I live. No, nah, we know? have a real men for barbershop where I live. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. It's right here. Men. You've got to go to a black barbershop. Your around. head's on the wall. Yeah, I think and I think those are based on like the old traditional barbershops. You could go there and you could talk about politics and everything, but you got to be respectful to each other. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, the thing. We can't right? be respectful. That's the problem. My my liberal friend, he he shoots. He got into the shooting because of me. And one day he's out there and he goes, I heard these guys talking about Trump. I'm going to set them straight. I go, well, all you're going to do is create problems. What's the point? You can go discuss with them and see you know, what their point of view is and just say, I don't agree with you, but he has to set them straight and he's going to put them right. And I'm like, what's the point? Who cares? Just talk with them. Yeah. I think that's dogma doing that to him. I, and that's something I don't believe. I don't believe in being dogmatic. You know, um, I don't know whether he was like he was pro or anti, but this is the thing. Why you should be able to listen. If someone wants to give you their opinion on something, you should be able to listen to that and go, okay, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, see I don't that yeah, I see that a little bit differently. You should be able to present your argument. And at the end of the day, you need to accept that this person, you don't need no to convert anyone. You, you know, know my, are my we son, like jihadists? Do we have to convert is? everyone? Huh? You see how DJ is? He talks. He talks to anybody. And he'll talk to everybody. Why? Because I talk to him like an adult. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk, he sees me talk. I'll talk to anybody. I don't care. I'll talk to you. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. And he's the same way. And he'll talk to anybody. He'll converse with anybody. I mean, as much as a five-year-old kid can, of course. But he, I remember watching one time. He, uh, he was. We were at the Learned Science Center, and he sees this. Uh, it's like ten or twelve-year-old girl. And he goes, "Hey, how you doing today?" She goes, "I'm doing fine." He goes, "What's your name?" I'm like, "You little pimp." And he's just <laughs> carrying a conversation on with her about the dinosaurs on the third floor. And she mm-hmm. almost didn't even know how to talk to him, to be honest with you. And he's he was he was four and a half at the time. Well, it's leading by example, you know. 
Well, yeah, exactly. But we talk to him like a human being too. Like we, like I talk to him like an adult. I don't, I'm not, I don't talk to him like a kid. I talk to him adult. I use adult words and I talk to him. Now, if you don't understand something, I can tell by his face. And I talk to him like, you know, whatever I need to do. Yeah. yeah. It's called education. You need to educate your kids. But or I think somebody I, else will. Well, somebody I think, else will, I promise you. They'll learn from somebody. Yeah. I think we just need to talk to each other. I know that I do it all the time. Some people don't, uh, some people probably think I'm crazy, but I do it all the time because I think there's always an angle. So for example, when we come across, I don't know how you guys deal with it, but I come across people that are anti-gun all the time. But if you actually talk to them, you find that they have guns. Yes. (laughs) Like a lot of people. But they never shoot them. (laughs) No, they may shoot them or whatever. They, but they're like, so I was talking to a guy the other day and he was like, oh, yeah, gosh. we need some we need some kind of laws about guns. And I was like, and this guy had guns. We already established that he had guns because someone introduced me to him saying, oh, this guy over here is on YouTube. You know, he's Hank Strange. He does gun stuff. You're interested in that. So he was interested in guns. And then he's telling me that we need some laws. And I was like, you actually need more laws than what you already have. And he wasn't a- a- aware of the laws that exist. You know, so this is the thing, like you have to figure out where people are coming from uh, with their point of view. Like, why do they feel that? And, and a lot of people feel this way because what happens? Right. They're looking at the media and the media is like, this is the problem. We need we need more. We need more common sense laws. We need more laws. There's not enough laws. People could just do whatever they want to do. And I'm like, you know, even that even that argument is something that you can talk to. I've come across people who said to me, yeah, we need to close the, the gun show loopholes and all that. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've heard if- that. My friend from New York called me, asked me what, what a good solution the gun show loopholes were. I gave me private sales. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like people don't understand that because, and here's what I do. I, 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 I would say to that person. So like here in the state of Florida, you're saying that if your neighbor or the barber right here, you know him, you have a gun, he wants to buy the gun from you. You're saying that you want to have to go to a gun store and pay a fee and have a background check to, se- to sell this gun to someone that you know. Like North you, Vegas. Yeah, I'm like, you want to do that. And he's like, no, why would I, why should I, why would I have to do that? I'm like, that's, that's what you're voting for. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> so that is, and they know that people aren't going to go for that. So that's why they changed the language from we need to get rid of private sales to we need to close the gun show loophole. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly. Because it's easy for them to remember in their brain and just be programmed by that. And then our job is to, to unprogram people, but you don't unprogram someone by punching them in the face. Nope. You know, because they don't because they don't understand. So we're over here and we're harping about it's kind of like the discussion that you and Trey just had. We're talking about, um, you know, personal sales, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, individual individual sales is what we're talking about uh, in the capacity of the gun show loophole. But then when we enter into a conversation with somebody that does not know better, right? They're not a part of the community. They don't follow the language. They don't anything else. And they hear us talking about um, individual sales. They don't associate that with the gun hole loophole unless we unless we point it out to them and say, mm-hmm. look, this is what when they tell you gun show loophole, this is what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. This is what that means. And then they're like, whoa, OK, wait a minute. <laughs> That's that's different than but that's not how we I, say I it. I don't want that to happen. And I'm like, no kidding. You don't want that to happen. 
But yeah. that's not how it's said. We that's not how we talk to them, and we know that. We know better. Yeah. Same as the gun range stuff. We but do not talk to them. You, you're an idiot, or you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Well, but then the educate whole, them. Part of the whole gun show loophole thing too is buying across state lines. That's already illegal. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Why I think, do you need one law to cover another law? That makes we don't need four laws for the same thing. Yeah. The last time I was talking to someone here in Florida about this, they didn't even realize Florida put a whole bunch of new laws in effect. They didn't know. And this was a gun guy. He had guns. He had a CCW. Yeah. And I was like, are you aware that Florida has these rules? And he was like, well, what are these? And then when I explained it to him, he's like, what are you talking about? Why? You know, why? Why does hey, that exist? Admit, the NRA has an email list for all those gun rule changes per state, per your area. I do have to admit that's one of the good things. I know y'all not really excited about the NRA, but I do like but that. They, I but they email. didn't. But when all of this was going down, they didn't do anything about it to to. Oh, no, no, I'm not, to get the not word disagreeing out. with you on that. I'm just saying I, I do get emails. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it could be something else we could do like that. Yeah, I, that's the problem. See, they own those emails. This is what we were talking about in the beginning. If we had access to those emails and we could go, hey, you five million guys or however many hundreds, you know, 10, 20,000 people in Florida do something about this, then that would be effective. But if they are the ones that negotiate these things to go into effect in the first place and then they stay silent on it and we're dependent on them to do something about it, this is what happens. You know, yeah, no, we, I don't disagree we, with you. Yeah, we have to establish those ways of getting out there and, and doing it. And by the way, like when, when I run into people like that, that's the reason why I started this whole thing. Because now that's like my barber uses me for that all the time that he tells these guys. My barber, by the way, ha- has a CCW, has guns, all of that. When I met him, was not doing that. And then he tells people, yeah, this guy's a gun guy. And he's and, you know, he's a, he's a black barber, black community. And he's telling those people, yeah, we we definitely should not give up our guns. You know, and, and then the other day, actually, the last time I was in the barbershop, it was a bunch of uh, black businessmen that are all gun guys in there, including me. It wasn't just me. And I was thinking to myself, this is awesome. Right. Because there's people who who are starting to realize that, yeah, there's no way that we should give up guns. We should pay attention to what's going on out there, but it's not everyone. Most people are asleep and uh, and our job kind of is like to wake them up. But if, if you guys know this, right? Especially you're married. Does your significant other like you shaking them up and kicking them out of the bed? Or do they like, you know, do they want to be woken up gently? You know, um, now I know that the danger you run into to there is if you wait until the house is on fire and burning down, you're going to have to kick him out of the bed, right? I just clever in the head and pull her by her hair. There you go. <laughs> just open yeah. the window, get on the opposite side of the mattress, and just flip. <laughs> Way to do it. See, that's what the fish tank's for. I just throw fish at her. There you go. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, obviously, we none of us want to wind up in that position where we have to scream and shout. I think I've been trying to do it. I think you guys have been trying to do it. Everyone's been trying to do it. But at some point here, we've got to get people to actually, um, you know, uh, wake up. By the way, the, the, the Club E said thank you, Trey. I can see the Club E saying thank you to – I don't know if that's to you or – Oh, I didn't see it. Where is it at? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there someone in there that says thanks, babe? <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's Julie. Sorry, yeah, yeah. that's for me. Yeah, I'm assuming that that's who you're gonna club in the head and drag. Yes, and yes. Drag out give me the stink. I get the stink look. Yeah, um, I I think though that I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not. How how much time do you guys think that we have? If you're if you're talking about time, are we in panic mode or do we have time? What do you guys think about that? Is this desperate situation right now or? I don't think so. I think we've got. Yeah, this next election cycle is going to be interesting. So I think I, I think we're, you know, like I go back to the top of the show I talked about. I think there's going to be an awful lot of gridlock on an awful lot of issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a circus. And it's going to freak people out and it's going to rile people up. And, and it's, it's I don't think it's going to be, be pretty the next two years in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But ultimately what gets done, I don't, I don't just don't see a lot happening. Okay. Um, I, I want gridlock on certain things, but there's other things that I don't want because we've put things into effect and we have to figure out how to backtrack those things. But to, to, but to, to go back to that just for a second, I've heard a lot of talk about HP 38, which is National Reciprocity and Hearing Protection Act. And people mm-hmm. call it for, oh, they need to do that. They need to do that. And I'm going to tell you what, if I was heading up the Republicans or if I had any say in it, I would cram it down their throat right now while I had the chance. Both yep. of them. Um, okay. I think if they wanted to, they would have, but I don't really think the, I don't, don't think Republicans want yeah, that. And, yeah. my, and my months and months and months ago, I talked to both of my senators and this was on a, a, a face-to-face basis, talked to both of my senators and my congressman. And all of them basically told me the same thing that neither one of those pieces of legislation were going to get passed. Um, there were not enough Republicans that were going to be on board. They're scared of it from an election, an election standpoint, a re-election standpoint, and that it's it's not going to happen. It passed the House, but it, there's no way it would ever go through the Senate. It was just okay. crazy because it had more of a chance, you would think, in the Senate, right? Yeah, but I think that we don't know who we're dealing with uh, with these politicians that are out there. We really, really – we know more about the Democrats and liberals than we do about the ones that we voted for on our side, unfortunately. Yeah. It's just the reality of it. Trey, what do you think about all this? I'm going to start wrapping it up here in a second because we're approaching the 9 o'clock hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. I mean, like everything, we have to fight for our freedom. It's not given to us. We got to earn it. True. So I'd always think that we are on constant jeopardy of losing everything. Do I think we're in an ultra bad spot? No, I don't think bad, but I do think it's an interesting time, especially when we're not sure what's going on in the presidency. You know, we get banned on bump stocks, but everything else is good. We're not, no one really knows what kind of really what the gun agenda is. Um, you know, I just, I, you know, you start seeing states kind of stepping in. And I think, like everything, if, hey, you know what? Somebody can send an email and make a phone call. If you want to be secluded, seclusive as a gun owner, you can send an email. I'm sorry, you don't have to be, you can set up an e- Gmail account, send it out and delete the account. And that way you at least send something to your senator. Take the time to actually fight for your rights. Um, I mean, it, you know, it could be tomorrow. It could be 100 years from now. We, you know, honestly, like everything, you just never know. Yeah, we might have a mass mass running of uh, liberals on us or something. Yeah. So here's what I'll say before I get you guys to wrap up. I don't think we have a lot, but we have each other. <laughs> so that's something we should try to hold on to. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's a good thing that you have someone. And and what I mean by that is I know there's going to be those of us 
who are on this side and, and we're really super pro uh, Second Amendment and all that. And we're diehard. We're going to get a little miserable. It's going to look a little tough. We just got to try to be there for each other and try to get through this without doing anything crazy or desperate. You know, let's like just take care of each other right now. That's the thing that we need to do when the time comes and we have to like stand up and be counted or fight or whatever it is that we have to do. You still you're going to need someone next to you to do that. Otherwise, I don't care how badass you are. You're not going to be able to fight for a long time. You're going to need someone to stand next to you. So just try to take care of each other right now and and prepare for whatever's coming. That's that's how I would look at it. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Trey, what do you uh, want the folks out there to do? What do you want them to know about? Um, Aries Farms Training, Leesburg, Florida. And Instagram and Facebook, of course. I don't do Twitter because I don't follow it. Um, about the only person I follow is James Woods. Um, <laughs> 352-321-8102. I don't have a lot in the pipeline right now because the holidays, I try to keep it you know, low-key during the holidays, just regular shooting be a little courteous of our neighbors during that time of joy with your family. But at the beginning of next year, I have some things coming up and uh, I think you guys make some valid points. Maybe we should do something that uh, brings together more of the community and we can all meet. But uh, yeah, I think it was a good show tonight. And I like always, I always enjoy talking to Clover Tech, even with his crappy internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. Thanks. Clover, uh, what do you want to say to the folks out there and what Blacko, can they do to follow you? Blacko's oh, hollering Gorn. So this is all I got sitting <laughs> Oh, <here>. Gorn? <laughs> Last minute Gorn. There's your SNW 422. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Get your last minute Gorn hopefully, in. Hopefully that makes him happy. Uh, yeah. no, as far as what I've going, uh, the um, Fire Friday, which used to be a live show, that will come back in a produced podcast form. Uh, I have been uh, booking guests, recording episodes, so that will kick off this Friday. That's actually tomorrow, isn't it? Good Lord, it's Friday already. Um, uh, multiple platforms is the way I'm going to release that. So if you listen on the podcast side, our heart radio, Spotify, you're going to get it early, early in the morning. Uh, YouTube, unfortunately, because I have a little bit of a bias against YouTube at this point, uh, which I think is is rationally founded. Um, we'll get it last, but um, I think I'm probably going to do maybe an Instagram live, Instagram slash GunTube Gun Channels live after the uh, the YouTube portion of that airs, and uh, then we may talk about the podcast and the guest and, and what we talk about. Uh, Mondays, I'm doing a what I call a non. Yeah, there's some kind of echo out there. I don't know if that's me or oh, it's I don't the know. mice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, go uh, ahead. So, it's good now. Yeah, sounds good now. Uh, so yeah, the Monday I'm still doing a Monday show, which is just kind of a one-on-one thing, and we're doing it. It will probably forever stay YouTube free from now on, but it's a uh, GunTube Gun Channels and uh, Instagram is where we we cast that. So hop in and hang on, and then we're uh, across all sorts of other platforms. So you can go to CloverTech.com, and I've got a little social media rotating banner thing there, and you can find every place we're located, and we'll hang out on any of them. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask everyone that's watching right now, that's hanging in there with us, even though we're at the tail end of the show, there's over 100 people uh, well in here right now. If you guys can just go support Clover on all those different social medias that he's on, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all everywhere, even on YouTube, go out there, follow him and all that. He will be able to, to do to, to do. Uh, yeah, go to Gunstreamer for sure. Regardless, yeah. Hank's over there, too. There's a bunch. Yeah. Please go out there, support this guy. 
you know, he's uh, he's got a limited ability right now because of them pulling the live. So um, in December, um, because in December, you, got, you I don't know, you, you've talked to Lola. You're coming on in December sometime, right? Uh, I haven't. Yeah, she, haven't, she hasn't said anything. But what I was okay. going to say, is it's not as limited. We didn't really get into that, but it's not as limited as you might think. I have found that out. Uh, okay. I was kind of forced into a void and found out that, honestly, YouTube is not all of that in a bag of chips. And it's not as detrimental as one might think it would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Their their power is waning for sure because of everything going on. But go follow this guy. We'll get him on in December. Um, in December, every day that we're going to be on, we're going to be giving away stuff. Oh, and, sweet. Yeah, well, and I'll, actually, I'll, uh, I'll tell you what, if you get me on, I'll throw in a patch or I'll throw in a something to that the, the night I'm on. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So that's it. We're going to be here tomorrow. I have no idea what's going on tomorrow, but it's good. It's probably going to be fun and lively just like this. Thanks to everyone out there for joining us, hanging out with us. Thanks to Trey from Aries Firearms Training in Leesburg for hanging with us. Thanks to Clover Attack for hanging with us. I will see you guys tomorrow. I know actually I know Walter's going to be here. So, you know, that should be fun. See you guys. We're out of here. Peace. Peace out.